Welcome to episode 12 of the Service Design Podcast. I'm David Morgan, and together with Stina von Hof and in collaboration with the Service Design Network, we explore stories about service design from around the world. In this episode, we spoke to Esben Gründahl, a young service designer who graduated from Service Systems Design in Aalborg, Denmark, and he's currently working at Infoban and Kyoto. We had an interesting conversation about working as a service designer in Japan and his work on the service design tours. We hope you enjoy this episode. So, hi, Esben. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hello. Thank you. So, we, we put a, a message on Twitter asking for people if they had suggestions who they'd like to hear on the podcast. And uh, Andreas Johnson uh, replied very quickly and they said, you need to speak to Esben. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was quite, uh, quite quick about that. <laughs> Could you uh, maybe introduce yourself briefly for our listeners? Yeah, so um, my name is, uh, is, uh, is Espen, and uh, I actually went to the same uh, class as Andreas. So that's how we, uh, we know each other from uh, Aalborg University in, in Copenhagen, where we studied service design. Uh, and uh, we graduated uh, last year in, uh, in June. And then I had the opportunity to go to, uh, to Japan after that and, uh, and start working here uh, as a service designer in uh, uh, an agency, a digital agency that's called uh, Infobahn. Um, so yeah, I think a couple of weeks after graduating, I packed my bags and, and went over here. Um, and then, yeah, it's been almost a year now. So, uh, so it's, it's going okay. Definitely. Wow. Japan. That sounds great. <laughs> what are you exactly doing there? What is your function in the company? So it's, it's a company that started in the mid nineties by, um, they began in uh, in a sort of digital publishing space with uh, Wired magazine, they got that to uh, to Japan, um, and their main business is uh, is uh, still within not so much publishing, but but online uh, media, uh, online marketing. Uh, they do a lot of owned media stuff, uh, and then I think it was four years ago uh, they had one of their board members who. Uh, sort of proposed that we start move moving up the value chain and uh, not only sort of market help uh, companies market their solutions but also uh, help them develop better uh, services for their uh, customers so they set up a team four four years ago and then um, it's been slowly growing i think we are eight now and then i'm i'm, I'm one of those uh, one of those members yeah and then it's 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 quite interesting that uh, I was the sort of only uh, trained service designer who who came in. I'm also the the, the only foreign in the company, but um, yeah, I'm I'm the only trained service designer, and the rest are sort of have different backgrounds. In one has uh, an, an architectural background, another is in UI design. Uh, then you have some journalists uh, and some 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 media planning uh, people. So it's it's quite a very um, you know varied bunch, which which is it it can be challenging to to get on the same page, but I think it's also it also has a lot of uh, 
advantages in, in terms of the kind of projects we can do in the future. Yeah, no, I think uh, train service design is our rarity in, in general. <laughs> yeah, still. <laughs> we, yes, when we look at the people who yeah, apply for jobs uh, at night moves, for instance, uh, yeah, it. I don't think there's hardly ever anybody, well, not Maria. often somebody trained <laughs> yeah. as a service designer, but here and there, Maria, our yeah. colleague, for instance, was, was one of them. What was the biggest uh, adjustment you had to make when you went to uh, to Japan? So. The, I should I should come clean and, and say that um, you know it, Japan just didn't just, didn't just pop up on my on my radar randomly. It's been a, an, an old uh, hobby of mine, an old interested interest. Sorry. So I've been sort of studying Japanese on and off since uh, what, what I don't know the the Belgian school system, but you know um, since I was thirteen or something. Hmm. And I've I've lived here for the past within the past ten years. I've lived here for I think three years uh, in total. So, so I've been, I've had some, some time to, to sort of uh, get through the, the major culture shocks, uh, if you will. But uh, I think what has sort of uh, struck me the most uh, this time around getting my first, you know, at least service design full-time job in Japan. Uh, I've worked here before, uh, but not within service design. Uh, and what has struck me uh, the most is how we interact with clients. It's a little more, I don't know how to, uh, to put it, but there's less direct uh, contact than in at least the European agencies I know. So we don't, you know, it's here, there are, there are some, some big agencies, some of the world's biggest uh, ad agencies are here, uh, which sort of um, have the, 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 the marketing budgets basically for, for a lot of uh, the major companies. And I think to a lot of people in the, in the sort of UX service design is field over here, it's still uh, it it becomes a matter of marketing. So when you talk to someone and you you say you know service design, they say it sounds interesting. Uh, that has to do with marketing, right? Or isn't isn't it the same as marketing? Mm-hmm. So so that you know connection f- sort of feeds into the the structure of the, the the market here, which has these big ad agencies where we naturally have to go in order to get uh, sort of work because of the the understanding that service design and and user experience design is connected with with marketing um so we don't really get uh, you know so many contacts with for example yeah what could it be business development or, or human resources for that matter so that that has sort of sort of struck me uh, as as you know, an, an interesting challenge because we we have to work in a different way that I'm I'm used to at least reading about in 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 Europe and and what I talk about with my friends. Mm-hmm. And when you say direct contact, do you mean also while you're working on a project, the amount of contact you have with a client, or? Uh, yeah, so so uh, there are typically more agencies involved. Um, so we have in in uh, some projects. I've only been here for a year, but but you know, uh, quite a few of the the projects we've had sort of a, a you know a kind of a middleman uh, in between, uh, and and we are then we have to do some some you know in other sectors you would call it sub sub subcontracting work, where we have the skills that that the the middlemen don't, and then they they sort of assemble a team of agencies. So it's very rare that that we get to 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 deal directly with the 
with the client and 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 frame the problem because the problem that we get the the, the brief that we get to work with is typically you know devised or framed in advance i can imagine that that is not a really uh, easy way of working together with your clients or do you experience that in a different way um yeah so so um uh it's it's a uh, it's an interesting problem because you have to sort of say okay co-creation is great and co-creation is is uh, is uh, you know a very effective and and big part of of the value that service design can deliver but when you have to to do it with th this many stakeholders who are not you have to sort of uh, uh, not bend but um you know adapt your view of what of your understanding of what a stakeholder is because you know in some of the projects we've done some of the people that we're working with don't have a stake in in the project uh, per se they don't own the problem they just uh, you know a representative for 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 an agency that that has to uh, you know retain the client basically um so so what we have to do is you know we we facilitate workshops we plan workshops we do uh, a lot of uh, you know qualitative research and you know visualization of of quantitative research and then one of the challenges that i guess is more pronounced here uh, i don't think it's it's uncommon in in europe or, or or other places but it's more pronounced here that we have to think two steps ahead of who's going to read Uh, who's going to interact with the research results? Who's going to interact with our 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 findings? And how are we going to to uh, you know make make our work count down the process since it has to go through you know these extra layers of people? Mm -hmm. That's quite interesting. I think it's indeed something that we also uh, we have to uh, deal with it, but we often or too often, I think assume that people will if they are at the workshop or they saw some of the results they will uh, start doing something with it but yes. the deliverables of the research are are so important in itself uh, and to make it something that people really want to um, understand and that, that they want to use I think that's a big challenge but a very uh, important one do you have some examples yes. of how you're doing that do you have certain tools or methods for that uh no uh we don't i think because also we are we're still a young agency so so uh, or a, a young department at least so it's still very much up in the air um and we haven't it's only been sort of ramping up within the last one and a half year maybe um so i think in the next year the the challenge until um until next year is exactly to To, to develop a sort of shared mindset uh, within our team of, of how we are going to uh, to deal with this but um, and sort of codify it so so we can we can be smoother uh, about it uh, when we um, when we get 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 more projects hopefully in the in the future but but what we have done is to you know in that sense I don't think it's 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 very innovative and I think it's it's what a lot of uh, companies would do with their research finding anyways uh, but um, you know try to use the same words as as the client uh, and not the middleman so even if we don't get to talk to the client very often we would try to you know when we have some face time you know get get an understanding of of how they see the the, the problem space and how they talk about it and then 
you know, frame it around that so so that the, the the reports will be sort of a natural extension of their conversations going forward. I think that's that's one of the main things. And then of course trying to to you know make make the, the findings as, as clear and, and as actionable as, as possible. Um, I think that's something we have to work with as well. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the the conducting the user research itself, um, have you found any particular challenges in in planning that or in doing that? I think uh, when we go and and talk to uh, to uh, to let's say uh, customers or, or users on behalf of of a, of a client company, I'm, I was actually a little surprised uh, that. You know, a lot of the people in on the on our our client side, on the company side, are very eager to join uh, the research, and um, I think you know it's 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 a very good thing, uh, and it's something that I would you know I, I would have expected it in you know Denmark where I come from myself, but I didn't expect it in Japan. Uh, was sort of my 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 knee jerk reaction because you have this um, you know image of of uh, a lot of japanese people as being shy and don't want to be uh, intrusive uh, into sort of other people's lives and uh, you know it fits in some context we can talk about that later and in, in terms of you know for example prototyping but um, in terms of research um, I've, I've been positively uh, surprised how they uh, you know the client wants to to join in are very good at, at you know taking their own notes as well um, so so they they uh, they're good at listening in they're good at um, you know uh, trying to they're trying they're good at extracting uh, information from from the interviews that we do uh, but there's still this quite uh, let's say um, distinct it's not a barrier but you know there's a difference distinct difference between the interviewer and the, the client and to some degree there there should of course be a, a, you know a clear set of roles but um, I think I would not if not expect then you know I would encourage them in the future to to uh, to try to join in a little more and um, and also conduct some research uh, or some interviews with uh, with us as observers and and then doing it after they've seen it a couple of times uh, that's something we, we are we are trying to work with and you know giving giving them some some make, making some 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 uh, easy to understand and easy to apply tools to 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 go through an interview uh, process so so they can basically yeah do it more even when we are not uh, not in on it um, so we try to get you know deliver more value than only the project at hand, uh, so to speak. So they can, you know, repeat the process and actually learn as an organization going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I heard about, uh, like organizational structures in Japan, that it's very, yeah. you have a lot of layers and that um, yeah. I, I once heard a story of someone that was there as an architect and he could only go home if the boss uh, above him was going uh, home. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. that meant like uh, people who are, just to say, on the low end of the organization would work really hard and listen to stuff that the person above them would set but it would be like a five or six layers is that something you recognize or is it is it not really yeah. uh, like that's in your company no uh so i think in our company is still fairly young and they try to be uh 
you know hip and and new so it's not it's not that bad uh, but there is definitely uh, some you know a, a little more tense uh, hierarchical structures than than uh, than is common in 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 the west i guess uh, or at least in in denmark but um but yeah it's it's definitely true that uh, that you have these uh, these layers and that these layers uh, you know they 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 matter a lot and they mean a lot uh, not only within the company but also uh, in society at large so for example you would uh, hear people talk specifically when they i, I overheard some some friends talking about a car uh, running in the street and they say oh you have to be in 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 you know this kind of level uh, in the company to get that car so that's you know that's a that's a mid level manager car uh, stuff like that so so the whole vocabulary that they have around the this the you know company structures is reflected in 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 a lot of uh, ways in society and then uh, about the thing that you uh, the the guy he couldn't go home uh, it's very true still in a lot of companies even uh, even companies who would say that they uh, everyone is free to go when uh, whenever their their work is done and they they have uh, you know worked the specified hours uh, that they have to be there there is definitely still this uh, atmosphere that it's not so easy to uh, uh, to go home and uh, you can also see it in uh, for example OECD reports that the japanese they work a lot they have a lot of uh, you know they put a lot of, lot of hours in but the productivity is very low so you know there's a there's a gap there and you know it's it's natural because you you cannot do you know focused work uh, 10 hours a day every day for a week it's you have to to do less work in one some of those hours at least yeah especially for workshops it could be really intense if you have to uh, yeah, <laughs> spend exactly. too much hours uh in room so you uh, you studied uh, in in Aalborg. can you tell yes. a little bit about the the course you followed there yeah so uh, i studied a uh, service design service systems design in uh, in Aalborg, uh, university in uh, copenhagen and um, it's it was a fairly new program when um, when when i started there uh, i think we were the the third, second or third batch of, of graduates from from the from the program, and it was also one of the first sort of uh, service design focused educations um, uh, out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think um, you know, I think it it was it was very uh, you know I'm I'm very glad that I that I studied there. But especially maybe because it was a new place, um, so we sort of had there was of course you know some you know negotiation in terms of, of curriculum uh, throughout the, the study. But overall, I think we had a lot of freedom as students to to uh, to uh, you know pitch in with ideas and and sort of see see them reflected fairly quickly because the teachers were also you know quite flexible i mean things weren't really settled down i mean of course they had a a proper study board and a proper curriculum and stuff like that but um you know there was there was flexibility within the limits um so yeah i was i was very happy about that what are some uh, skills you learned there that you think were valuable and you're using now in your uh, your job so uh, i think 
what I use the most and uh, what I guess when, when, I mean, we still have a fairly, um, fairly strong, you know, connection uh, among the, the alumni, uh, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, and I think what what comes up uh, a lot in in our conversations uh, still is that you know the way that um, we had pretty much hands on experience uh, from the first semester uh, doing these um, uh, sort of semester projects they're called, which take up I think uh, about half of the time uh, of the semester where we sort of have to go out and, and uh, find a company or an organization and identify a problem they have and then, you know, go through the whole design process and then end up with a prototype solution uh, that we can present to, to, the, to, the, to the company or organization. Albright University calls this uh, problem-based learning. It's not something that they did for, for this, this course at all, uh, but it fits uh, the service design mentality very well. So having that kind of end-to-end if you will uh, understanding of the process is is something that um, that i really um, appreciate having now um, and then also that it is a fairly wide uh, study we don't do i think we are not we we are settled in i think the faculty was engineering i'm not sure but um yeah i believe it was and uh, i mean at least it's a, it's a master of science but um you know, we had we had that perspective on on things, which kept it from being overly focused on, um, you know, if you like graphics, if you, like aesthetics, if you will, right? Um, so I think mm-hmm. a lot of at least in, in in Japan here, a lot of the service design focus is uh, like I mentioned earlier, marketing, but with uh, an art uh, art school art degree uh, twist. So the 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 universities here. Uh, dealing with or you know uh, who who started putting out some 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 service design uh, seminars uh, it's it's predominantly uh, you know art schools which i think is it's 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 interesting because we didn't have that you know angle uh, we didn't have that perspective on it and it also reflected in the kind of people that that uh, that came into the study um, and i think less than a quarter of of the of my class at least had a you know specifically designed background. Uh, the rest were were very diverse. Uh, I myself have a humanities uh, bachelor, um, <laughs> so that that kind of diversity was also a, a big strength in the in the program. And um, have you found that many of your fellow students have ended up in in service design jobs like you, or don't you really have a, a picture of that? Uh, so actually what we did is uh, we have a, a quite uh, active still uh, Facebook community uh, between the, the, the current students and the, and the former students. And we try to maintain a Google sheet there where we sort of update wh- which, what kind of company we're working at and what our title is basically. And the last time I checked, I think everyone was in a job that was pretty close to what you know they've they've talked about they they wanted to and i don't i don't i don't think there's no one no one comes to mind that sort of has has ended outside of of the field if you will so i think i think yeah maybe we are we are lucky or maybe we're just uh we're, we're just in demand i don't know but um uh, yeah i think i think everyone is in a, is in a pretty good place oh that's quite interesting to hear i think but it's also 
one uh, there are not really a lot of uh, service design educations yet so mm. I think it's a very unique uh, study and I'm also curious what kind of courses you're having or what are what was the focus of the study what did you learn except from working together with companies on projects yeah so so uh, they have this um, I think you know we we have to read the the you know the the mainstays of 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 um of service design uh the you know uh, designing for service this is service design thinking you know there's there's a lot of books uh, in 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 that field by now um but other than that i think we had some we had some lectures in uh, in uh, you know programming uh, in order to get okay you know working working prototypes out which i think was also a, a little challenge for the for the educators at least because again we were a very sort of diverse uh, bunch with you know a uh, very uh, let's say um, you know there was a lot of variation in experience with with the uh, with with that kind of uh, you know hands on programming but then we also had you know uh, i don't i can't remember what they called but um, you know, manufacturing process. So we had a series of lectures on, I think the case was Lego. And one of the uh, the, the teachers, he had, uh, he'd been a former executive at, at Lego and was sort of, sort of, you know, going through what does, what does service design mean in a manufacturing setting? Uh, and, you know, you, we have to remember that, you know, the whole logistical side of, of service delivery and product delivery uh, exists. Um, and, you know, we have to, to uh, remember it, recognize it and, and, you know, try to work with it, which I think was a very good sort of backstage perspective, which uh, reflected very well on the, you know, end to end, bottom to top to bottom uh, sort of perspective that, that service design uh, should be at least. Okay. I also saw you uh, uh, organized a service design tour. Yeah. Can you explain us a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, it was um, the it it started as uh, as an idea when um, when uh, it was I think in the in my first uh, first semester uh, there was the service design network conference global conference in Stockholm uh, in two thousand and fourteen uh, I believe, but um, uh, I already knew some of the people in the in the in the you know in the service design field in, in Japan here and I knew that a delegation from Japan was coming to uh, to uh, to Stockholm so I, I I was also going to the conference and we we sort of uh, met up and then I suggested uh, that we um, they also come to Copenhagen because you know you don't go to to uh, to Scandinavia too often from from Japan um, so I think I, I said you know since they're in the neighborhood they could come by uh, Copenhagen as well and I would arrange some some um, some visits to some Danish companies uh, and we did that and it was a, a great success and uh, you know everyone got something out of it uh, we actually still you know uh, we still have some 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 good contacts uh, with those companies now but but then when i came back to uh, to the to the study after the conference and after the tour we sort of got to talk about how we could just do it as students as well i mean it's not uncommon for you know law students to go to visit law firms and and etc mm -hmm. but i think that the the main 
what what has sort of uh, struck a nerve with us what that was that the main you know source of 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 knowledge was that we would hope to to get to meet some of these design agencies at some event or or a conference like uh, like the SDN so we just you know took the initiative and and called some some companies up that that we had you know personal relations to uh, just to to get it started basically just to you know prototype it if you will and uh, we went to uh, to london uh, first and uh, visited a bunch of uh, companies and organizations there and uh, it started out as a student trip um, you know plain and simple and uh, we were i think 12 or something going from from the class and uh, we actually got the university to uh, to cover um the expense because we you know argued that we it would it would be a pretty pretty um a pretty big contribution to our education like a, a big a big um thing uh to to uh, to the work we were doing and they they recognized that and, and then you know kindly uh, sponsored uh, a lot of the the costs and then we did it again in uh, in copenhagen and we went to uh, to uh, milan as well last year and then it sort of took over because while we were going we were also uh, trying to write more and more about it uh, online and um when the next class uh, started last uh, autumn there were some some uh, passionate uh, people there who 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 wanted to uh, to uh, you know join the party and then they sort of took over the concept uh, after our class graduated uh, and now uh, after they they've been to uh, to uh, berlin uh, this this spring and then they also did uh, another tour in, in copenhagen and then actually just uh, these days uh, i think it starts today uh, or tomorrow um there's a tour in in madrid also the 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 of course home for sdn this year in the in the, in the fall um but but this 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 tour is is interesting because it's the first tour that is uh, you know one completely organized by someone outside of the of of our study so uh, it was uh, a very nice guy called uh, pablo who's uh, sitting in um, in berlin and he he saw the uh, you know material online and then just asked if he could get a, get to be an organizer as well and um yeah we have you know would of course love to to support that kind of initiative uh, because it should be uh, an open an open concept and i think the more we do it together uh, as an very uh, like a loosely based student organization uh, the, the the more interesting visits we can do and the the more incentive companies have to uh, to let students in, um, okay. so uh, yeah, it's 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 going uh, going great uh, in that sense. And the upcoming tour, or if the, if there is a new tour, is it allowed to everyone, or is it only students, or who can subscribe to uh, these tours? Yeah, so so the the concept is uh, you know um, uh, graduate students or recent graduates. So uh, we try to. We we've been since it's it's become you know let's say more and more structured as we uh, went along. We we've also had some conversations about you know how to how to approach uh, exactly that kind of openness. And then we thought you know it should be uh, you know ideally uh, for students and and by students, and um, everyone can uh, can join. I I didn't get I haven't seen the the numbers for for this tour, but it was it was fully booked by you know people from from basically all over europe who 
I mean, every, everyone in the world is welcome, but it's it's I think of course limited to to how, how much you 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 are able to to pay for for a couple of days in a, in a given city. Uh, but yeah, everyone is welcome um, if they if they have an interest in, in in service design and if they would like to to uh, engage with with potential employers, potential internships, or, or just learn about you know what what it is like to be out on the on the other side. Okay, it's a great initiative. I think uh, we can add also the website you're having to uh, the show notes, so if people are interested, they can. Uh, they can check it out and get into contact with uh, with you. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, would, that, yeah, uh, that'd be uh, that'd be lovely. And also, also companies, we have uh, we're, we're going to redesign uh, the the website. Um, I think that's uh, you know very common phrase in in, in our, our world, but um, we we actually will, and um, and we are going to 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 make it a little more clear that you can sign up as. Uh, as an uh, as an organizer for tours but also companies can sort of sign up and say you know we would love to have uh, students coming um because i think it's the the initiative sort of covers both ways that you know it, it was it's student oriented but there's definitely uh, and we've also heard that uh, in from like in feedback from from companies that we visited uh, around europe that um, you know companies also want to engage with future um future talent basically mm-hmm. i don't know if if, if what, what your your experiences uh, are with that yeah that's that's definitely i mean you're always on the lookout for for new talent things we do for instance is is where there's a conference recently the bump festival oh, yeah. uh, which was organized by um and and a, a university or a college here in Belgium, yeah. And then yeah, we we like to sponsor an event like that, so we have a presence at the, uh, the event, and we get to lot meet a lot of uh, students yeah. who are our potential future employees, of course. So that's that's very interesting uh, to us, and I think uh, yeah, I can very much imagine having uh, the tour come and visit uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> tiny Belgium as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, the average length of the tour is maybe two days with uh, with three visits a day. So if 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 you you are six six uh, six agencies or five or six agencies or, or public organizations who 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 would love to uh, to you know pull, pull together and um, and and show off, if you will, uh, you know, know and be known, then um, then I think it it, it would be very um, yeah very very yeah. attractive to to uh, to come come by Belgium as well. Maybe we have to uh, partner up with the Netherlands to yeah. uh, <laughs> come to uh, <laughs> to reach eight. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. okay. so with these tours, you actually saw a lot of service design agencies uh, yeah. all over the world or Europe. I'm not sure. What would you uh, say the big differences between those uh, companies in different parts of the world? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so uh, you know, with the tours, it's it's been um, you know only Europe so far. Um, but uh, I think what's interesting. Let me start with the similarity because it's it's uh, it's uh, it's interesting how there is this you know uh, design design process you know codified in the in the double diamond with all kinds of uh, you know smaller diamonds and, and what have you. But the the basic the basic structure is there, and that's what you you can sort of sense that the, a lot of uh, you know people operate 
within or from that framework. Uh, and then the, the interesting thing comes how becomes how they differentiate themselves. And when you hear some some agencies, it's it's you can you can sort of hear how they talk and how they they talk about their business that they are, you know, they try to focus their skills in in one of the phases. You know, it's a we're not a, a research company, but that's where we you know are best. For example. Or we are a prototyping company. We are uh, we we try to be a you know design company where we only you know people come in with some research and we work together with them to to um, to uh, yeah to ideate around what they want to do. So I think that that was interesting. How uh, it has been interesting to see how how companies sort of try to position themselves uh, in the in the competitive competitive landscape that the, that they're situated in. And then in in terms of the world, I mean, I haven't, I've only been to 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 Europe and and Japan so far, but the the main difference between, you know, uh, the the way some of the the Japanese agencies and European agencies operate is um, is in the way that uh, I think a, a very big part of of uh, of service design and and the value that service design can deliver is to say, you know. Don't do it. Before. I mean, testing is a big part of it. Uh, be iterative. T- having that, having that sort of uh, try it before you, uh, before you, uh, you put it out there mentality. It's it's still not. Uh, I don't think that people here have uh, found the key to how to adapt it to the Japanese culture, um, because there is still this mindset of um, of wanting to do. You know, if this is the job, then I want to do the job as good as I can, and then I can present it. So this, it's good enough when it's ninety uh, percent done. We just want to get some some learnings out of it. That that's that's been quite hard, and it's something that you can see in 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 the projects that is uh, you know are being, being undertaken around the country. That um, you know, it's it's still quite. You know, even if you go out and do the research, you go back and you ideate and you do some internal prototyping. But you're, it's it, they're not very good at, um, or maybe not very good at is not the right term, but they're not very used to at least putting unfinished stuff out in front of uh, in front of potential customers to get feedback. Yeah, that's quite interesting because it, at the same time it has some contradictions in it. I think because if you would test early, you would make sure the end result is better in the end. So I could imagine if you try to uh, make everything from the beginning, make it really well, that sometimes you, yeah, they will run into the problem of we worked so hard on it and now it turns out it's not working. Did you encounter something like this? Or I think maybe it's 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 also my my temperament in in general, but um, I get more easily annoyed with. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, you know, we put effort into it and it's just being, you know, it, it doesn't work or something. I would have liked to know that before. Whereas uh, at least some of, of the people I know, it's more like, you know, yeah, but, you know, it, we had to do it. It was our job kind of. Mm-hmm. So so uh, that that kind of, 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 of mentality is, is, is a bit different, I think. And um, I think I think there's strength, strength and weaknesses to uh, to uh, to both. So what what I'm trying to do, you know, personally, and and part of why I, I also came to Japan uh, in the first place was to 
to see if 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 I could with the the you know cultural and and you know linguistic understanding that I've I've gotten so far you know if I can if I can try and find a balance that that works uh, at least for for me and and the company and the clients that we we work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think indeed one one of the responsibilities I see that we have as service designers is uh, is questioning the the task that is given us, yeah, um, and saying no, that's not actually the problem that needs to be solved. We need to do this, and uh, I can imagine that's that's difficult if that's uh, yeah not something you can do. I'm I'm also wondering like yeah if you've uh, after a while working in Japan, what are you going to bring back to Europe uh, to uh, <laughs> to improve our way of working here? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's interesting because when when uh, when I go about explaining or not explaining, but you know, talking about Japan to to uh, to friends and family and and uh, you know uh, you know fellow fellow professionals. Uh, that i know um it quickly becomes sort of oh they should they should be doing better uh basically and and you know why don't they just do like we do which is i think you know it's natural but it's not very productive uh because it's it's not productive and it's not the it's not the truth either because you know they they it, japan is the, the third largest uh, economy in the world so they must have been doing something right but uh yeah so so when 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 i've been been walking around the the country these uh, this past year what i've been trying to to uh, to 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 you know forcing myself to look at is exactly what is it that and i know what what i don't think works uh, which is uh, a lot of you know back end services uh, that you as a customer feel for example when you sign up to a to a you know, a mobile contract or a bank, um, uh, it takes a long time and it's very tedious. Um, but then on the other hand, what I think that they excel at and what, what I think is the big opportunity uh, sort of waiting in Japan um, to, be, to be leveraged is that uh, they really have a very firm grasp of front-end service. So there is this shared understanding of uh, respecting the customer in a very uh, concrete way but the the, the gap that you know I, i'm still in the in the process of you know uh, you know framing it right but you know the 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 gap there that should be filled is the one between the 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 front end uh, dedication to to uh, to the hands-on customer experience and the back-end systems that enables the customer uh, to to uh, achieve that experience by themselves or at least in a smoother way with to, in, in you know in conjunction with the front-end staff. And I think if if you if you uh, if you get to leverage that, if you fill that gap, then you are really onto something because the the I think a lot of people who who's ever been to Japan would would agree that you know. Japanese front-end service is, is uh, you know, very unique in the world. Well, I think what you said there is very interesting. It's like about linking front-end and back-end of a service, which I think is definitely something uh, which I feel that service design can do really well. 
Mm. That we uh, bring people together and see uh, how the service can be better provided to the customer while looking at the whole organization. Mm. So I think that's quite interesting. But at the same time, what you also said and what I also hear from um, people who travel to Japan is that public services, for example, are organized really well. Like everything uh, seems to fall apart like perfectly for example if you take the train it will be on time it mm. will stop right in front of you everyone is like neatly uh, uh standing behind each other waiting uh yes i think that is something uh which they're doing pretty well right or yes. do you think there are service designers behind those kind of systems or is it just a, a thing yeah which I, i'm just curious who who is designing those kind of uh services in japan Yeah, so so uh, that's uh, exactly right, and you 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 experience this. Uh, that's that's what uh, you know. Uh, I I yeah I I call the you know con concrete uh, you know s s uh, service delivery. Like you have this, for example, when the train they, it not only arrives on time, it arrives at you know pretty much exactly the same spot every time. Um, and I think I don't think that someone with a service design title. Uh, is behind those kind of um, uh, you know structures or or, or uh, services, but mm -hmm. um, there is this uh, yeah it, it go it goes it it first of all it goes uh, way back in in uh, in time I think uh, to at least you know the post war period, but um, you know you have you have this attention to to uh, to detail and you have this dedication uh, de dedication sorry that i think is a little more sloppy in uh, in at least uh, at least denmark where you know the train arrived you know and that's good enough right so i think it's 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 very telling that uh, in denmark we have uh, you know on the train platform to stay in the in the train sphere we have uh, you know sections a b c d where the train can can arrive in and then you it would say on the monitor that uh, you know uh, wagon uh, one through four will arrive somewhere in section b mm -hmm. but in japan there is a little mark in the on the on the platform saying this is where number uh, like uh, car four of the of the you know limited express train will stop And it stops there, and you can be, you know, very certain that it will. It actually sometimes backs. If it gets too far, it will, uh, you know, back up. So, uh, so it aligns with the with the spots. And then, you know, uh, when you experience that as a as a as a visitor uh, to Japan, it's, you know, it's it's it, it's very uh, overwhelming and it's very delightful, right? Um, mm -hmm. Which is what we should aim at. And then, you know, my uh, my. Uh, you know dream is to get that experience into uh, japanese digital service as well because if you can get that uh, if you can leverage that kind of dedication and attention to detail in in uh, you know online service delivery then you would really be be onto something hmm. and do you find in in online services that they already do sometimes have this extra level of of front end detail um, more than you would find in 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 our in europe for instance Uh, I would say I've I've been looking for it. Uh, I really have, but um, I haven't, uh, to be honest, uh, found any uh, any good examples uh, yet. And I think 
it's 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 quite um, it's quite interesting that uh, a lot of digital development they 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 look to you know the the user experiences you know what's the, what's the word that are being you know proliferated uh, from from silicon valley and the and the you know the the, the tech companies there uh, which are sort of they are the champions of of good user experience and you should have they really, they they've sort of taken over the 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 notion that you know UX is uh, is important to uh, to uh, you know business success and uh, they are constantly pushing the bar for how well you can deliver a service through a smartphone or, or the web mm-hmm. and I think it's it's kind of ironic basically you know in a way that that uh, the 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 Japanese a lot of Japanese uh, you know startups and also uh, bigger corporations when they have to reevaluate their uh, digital you know uh, digital activities they look to uh, American Silicon Valley because that's the people who own that that narrative now when actually they already have a sort of culture like we've we've talked about with the trains um, of uh, customer centricity which only need to be you know, translated or, or negotiated into into the digital sphere. So the 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 foundation of service design and really strong integration is definitely present in Japan. And um, I'm only looking forward to 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 it sort of breaking through and and having the the Japanese uh, own that uh, method again. I think that's a, a beautiful point to uh, end our conversation. Um, I think it was very interesting uh, talking to you, hearing about your experiences in Japan, uh, about Alborg, about the service design tours. Um, we'll definitely make sure we uh, we add all these links to our show notes so people can find out uh, more about this. Yeah. Um, will we be seeing you uh, at the service design conference in Madrid? Yes, we have the the Japan national chapter as well, and I think we'll be around twenty or something, uh, at least twenty, going going from wow. from various Japanese companies, um, and including uh, Infoban, and I think we'll be three uh, going. Okay. So uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, to meeting you there. Yeah, definitely. And anybody uh, listening who wants to. Uh delve into a deep conversation about uh, service design in japan there'll be uh, plenty of people to speak to about <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well thank you very much uh, for your time thank you it's my pleasure thank you see you in madrid see yes. you bye bye the service design podcast was brought to you by the service design network and night moves for more information previous episodes or to join the conversation please visit servicedesignpodcast.com. For more information about the Service Design Network, visit service-design-network.org. And for Night Moves, visit nightmoves.be. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to this podcast. The intro and outro music is from If the Stars Grow Dim Tonight by Hydrogen C, featuring I Will, I Swear. Until next time.